So really take just radical responsibility for your thoughts, your words, your actions, your behaviors. And even when it looks like it's 99% them and 1% you, can you still say, okay, what's the 1%? What can I learn from this? What is within me that needs to be looked at here? What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Patrick Cook. Welcome to Being. My guest today is Chris Marhefka. Chris is a beautiful human being that facilitates transformation in others by opening hearts, expanding minds, and giving people permission to be their most authentic self through emotional healing, inner child work, somatic experience, breath work, masculine embodiment, relationship and communication coaching, men's development, and leadership mentoring. Chris is the CEO and facilitator at Training Camp for the Soul and the founder and facilitator at the Embodied Man Community and Retreats. Chris Marhefka, welcome to being. If you're enjoying the content, please do subscribe to the show and get a new episode delivered directly to your device every Friday. And as always, I love hearing from you. So please do rate and review the episode on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whichever platform you prefer. Also, I'm proud to announce that the show is now available on YouTube. And you can also follow us on our new Instagram page, at beingwithpatrickcook. For show notes and more information, head on over to being-podcast.com. Now, on with the show. Chris Marhefko, welcome to Being. Thanks for being here, brother. Thank you so much, brother. I'm excited. I'm so excited too. I'm so glad you reached out. Uh, I've been checking out your work and I resonate so deeply with everything you're doing in the world. So I'm really excited to dive in and, and hear more about it. Uh, I was earlier watching your Training Camp for the Soul um, promo video and I was just getting chills, man. Oh my God, it's so awesome. Listening to the transformation people are having in that program. So, so powerful. So thank you for all the work you're doing in the world, bro. Absolutely, man. Yeah, they did a great job with that video. I actually just came back from two back-to-back retreats in Colorado just about a week ago. So nice. I'm, I'm, I'm still flying high from, from yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, can't hear, yeah. wait to hear more about that. But I think yeah. a good place to start would be just uh, hearing a little bit more about you, about your journey, how you became a coach, a facilitator, and how you arrived in this present moment. Beautiful. Great question. You know, I um, the as all of us, the man that's sitting here today is very different from the man, even just a few years ago and Mm. let alone 10 years back from that. Um, in my, most of my adult life was, was driven around, um, creating success financially, creating success with a family. And there were a lot of like, what I would call like conservative family values to how I was raised. Mm. And so like, that's the path that I was down for the first 32 years of my life. And, and the way I describe it for people is the best explanation for my story is that I, I, I put my head down as early as I can remember. And I just worked towards goals. Mm. Um, these goals were generally now, now looking back, these were generally other people's goals. They're people goals that other people thought I should do or that yes. I believed. And, uh, I bought into them and I put my head down and I learned how to work really, really hard. Um, 
And I got to the, the top of this proverbial ladder that I had been climbing. And I finally picked my head up and I looked around and the way that I was experiencing my life was not how I imagined it to be. Once I hit all of these goals, I, by 30, I checked almost every box that I said I wanted to do for my whole life. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> like there's gotta be something more. And what was missing was, was the sense of fulfillment, like a deeper level of joy, a deeper level of love, deeper level of passion for what I was doing. And from the outside looking in, uh, I had, I had a lot. I, I had, I had successful businesses. I, I had a, a wife at a time and the house and the community and lots of great friends. And, uh, which led me to, I would say, down, 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 down into a lot of darkness because I couldn't figure out why. Like, my brain was trying to figure out, like, why am I not happy with all this? Like, be grateful. I was almost, like, <laughs> forcing myself into gratitude. I was like, be grateful for all this. <laughs> and it just wasn't there. And, and, and now it's, it's obvious based around the work that I do now what was happening. But um, I just couldn't figure it out. And so that... You know, I, I had spent, I was an entrepreneur for well over a decade. And that whole time I was deep into development work. I had business coaches, leadership coaches. I was reading all the books. I was going to the seminars. And for the first 10 years of that, it was all up in my mind. It was all mm -hmm. like, add this habit, like be more efficient here by doing this morning routine or, or like... <laughs> use this communication strategy because you'll get what you want doing it. And it was all these like habits and strategies and it was all in the mind. And it got to the point to where I was just so exhausted. I was tired. I was frustrated because I kept coming back to the same challenges and they were all internal. <laughs> They're all internal. And uh, then finally I found, um, I found the program training camp for the soul, which I now run with my partner and not. And, um, you know, it completely changed everything for me. It changed my entire view of myself, of the work that I was doing in the world, uh, the world in itself. I mean, it, it, it flipped my whole reality upside down. Mm. Um, and then over the last two and a half years, I've been building the life that I want rather than the life that was sold to me and that mm. I bought into for a long time. Wow, that that mirrors my journey almost exactly <laughs> to hear you say all of those things. You know, and, and it's we, you know we're programmed and conditioned early in life by society, by our elders, by the government, by the media to follow these steps in order to gain happiness, in order to gain success, mm. and and we do it. You know, I yep. did it too. I went to school, I got good grades, I got a wife and a kids and a house mm -hmm. and a career. Everything that was supposed to make me happy, I had the same mm -hmm. experience as you. It's like this is everything is. <laughs> awesome. I've got the perfect life, yeah. but there's something missing, you know, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And exactly like you, I was so in my head about it mm -hmm. that I didn't realize like, and I'd constantly been seeking outwards for answers. Uh -huh. I didn't realize I had to look inward and uh -huh. that shift. Whoa, man. <laughs> when you make that shift, oh. but, <laughs> but, uh, but it, it, it's, terrifying and scary, which is another reason mm -hmm. why a lot of people don't do it is because you have to face all of your demons. You have to face yeah. the idea that, okay, maybe the stuff you've been taught that you believe in isn't true, you know, and that's scary, man, mm -hmm. especially when you reach middle age and you're yeah. like, holy shit, everything I believed, everything I valued was not mm -hmm. my own. And to, to tear that down, have the courage to tear that down 
is terrifying. But on the other side of it is complete freedom, sovereignty, uh, and it's it's so much more fulfilling than any of that material success could ever provide. So. Thank Absolutely. you for the work you're doing, brother. It's it's so necessary and so needed. So to that end, how would you define what your mission and purpose is now? Yeah, so I guide people back to their hearts. Beautiful. I, I, out of their head, into their heart, and in a lot of ways, give them the permission that they've been seeking externally to be their most authentic self, mm. to fully express their uniqueness in this world. And... um Everyone, I, I always say, everyone has that answer deep down in their core. I say, yeah. lead, I say, leading from the heart or like tuning into your heart, guiding to your heart. But some people call it their higher self or their core or their essence. Everyone has that. But like you said, we get layered on all this conditioning and all this programming, and it 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 blocks us from accessing it. Yeah. And so the work that I do is not in adding more to people which is more work, more stress, more habits, more things to do. Mm. I actually strip things away for people, all the things that are not self. And the more layers we peel back and melt away, the more people get access to who they really are and who they like they, and a lot of people have had a hint of it, just like this little snapping moment of, of feeling it. And I teach people how to do that every waking moment of their day. Mm. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. So what's coming up for me is, uh, like we talked about before we pressed record, is bring it back to the practical. How can people Mm -hmm. recognize that maybe they're out of alignment, maybe they're living in their head, maybe they're living from programs or values that are not their own? Uh, And then once you sort of decide, okay, I want to investigate that, what are some of the common inhibitors that prevent people from taking action or doing it themselves? Love it. Phenomenal question. And the, the, the first step is always this is the same, whether you are doing this right now while listening to this podcast, or if you work with me, or you're doing anything in the world, first step is always slowing down. Yes. Slowing down and breathing deeply, deeply into your belly. And our breath is, is literally this magic switch for our nervous system that takes us out of this heightened, stressed, anxious, distracted state into this present, calm, grounded state. And the first thing I say when people go into my program, it is a requirement for you to downregulate before we go into anything. Before we take one more step further, we have to bring the system down. And breath, in, in my experience, is the best modality to do that. So just mm. slowing down the breathing. So, so if you're walking around in your day and you get caught in distraction or you get caught in overwhelm or you're emotionally triggered by someone at work or the news or whatever million triggers are out there, the first step is always taking a breath and then usually taking a few more and then just, just allowing yourself the space to see what (laughs) the question I love to ask is what else could be happening here? Mm. We're all conditioned to respond quickly at every stimulus. Every cause has an effect. We're just snapping and responding. But when we slow down and we observe, we can ask this magical question, like what else could be happening here? Like, Mm. Oh, I'm getting triggered by this person. They're just projecting this on me or like, that's not my, whatever it may be. And so, 
the process of observing and just noticing objectively is it, it, it's everything because yes. you can then have awareness of okay how am i interacting both internally and externally what are what am i feeling in my body when this person just called me an asshole or whatever it may be like <laughs> and and so the slowing down you you can actually start to feel it you're like oh my body's tightening up or i've got nauseousness in my stomach like i feel uh, tingling in my hands whatever it may be and then you notice like oh i just responded to that so the slower you can get in your practice uh, in, of your daily life, the more you can notice, the subtler levels of awareness you can get. But it all starts with just taking a breath and then mm. taking another one, taking another one, taking another one. Almost, it, it's almost universal. We've all been taught to do more. Doing more equals more in your life. That's like a universal teaching for most yes. people in this country in the Western world. And it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> totally bullshit. <laughs> it is totally bullshit. What it does is it keeps people distracted in the material surface bullshit that keeps a lot of people uh, in business, basically, in the business of life. Yeah. And... Um, the answers aren't there. They're not in those things. They're not in the doing more. It's actually in doing less. Mm. And so the more distractions people can eliminate and the slower they can bring their lives, like you don't even need, like you don't need someone to guide you if you can just slow yourself down. It, I, I joke every time I'm, I'm a big proponent of nature. I've been going out in the woods since I was eight years old and camping and backpacking and I bring friends out and within one night their systems downregulate so much. Mm. They start having access to these things and these, these connections that they never did before they're healing things, their emotions are flowing. And it's just like, Oh, we just slowed down to nature's pace rather than society's pace. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, I moved to Costa Rica. I was born and raised in Toronto, Canada, and total city boy, fast-paced, living in my head. That's what I was describing, like following all the rules, taking all the steps to, to gain success. And then I moved to Costa Rica, and it took me almost a year to fully slow down, you know, mm. to deprogram that, mm -hmm. um, that sensibility where you have to be in fight or flight. You have to be constantly on your guard. And cause like you say, we're, we're conditioned with it. If you're not doing more, if you're not hustling, if you're not in mm. stress mode, you're losing strategic advantage against the next person in a competitive mm. world. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that programming is so deep in our essence to move away from it feels uncomfortable. It feels counterintuitive and scary, frankly. Right. Mm -hmm. But again, when you have that courage to just take a breath and to, to go into your body and uh, I call it widening the gap between stimulus and response, right? Like you yes. said earlier, you have a stimulus and you're immediately reacting from whatever mm -hmm. conscious programs that you have or unconscious, mm -hmm. I should say. But if, when you widen the gap and you, you cultivate that self-awareness, then you become more powerful because you have agency to choose something else rather mm -hmm. than just the condition. And then in that moment, all of your choices appear and you can make better decisions. So that's absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. A, a question that came up when you were talking about that was though, where does that conditioning come from? Is that just a byproduct of capitalism? Is there some, 
you know, conspiratorial, malevolent power structure mm. that's influencing that? You know, this is a wide open question. I'm sure nobody yeah. knows the answer, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, you know, I, I contemplate that question all the time. And I, yeah. I don't know where the origin is necessarily. Um, what I, in like practical terms, uh, most people are just following the the status quo script. And mm. I, I don't know where the status quo script script comes from if there's like a yeah. small group of people that are like dropping down seeds and everything <laughs> and, and the reason i the reason i say that is like most be and this gives me so much compassion for the people that i work with because most people are doing the best that they can yes. with what they've been given of course unfortunately the script that most people are given really isn't that great for most people yeah, uh, it's it's just to play a, a cog in a wheel, and it removes a lot of like our true self and our authentic expression. And so, mm. um, like our like like my parents, for instance, I had amazing childhood, very loving, but there was a lot of patterns that that they learned from their parents that weren't serving me. Maybe they served my parents. Maybe they right. served their great parent, right. great 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 parents when they. We're using them, but the world is different. You're different than your parents. Your situation's different. And so it's taking people from this, this like blind following to taking in the information, noticing what's happening. And then, like you said, widening the gap and, and, and allowing yourself to choose your life, yes. choose your actions, choose your thoughts, and not just at a conscious level. But we can actually reprogram it at the unconscious level. We can we can eliminate the stuck energy that's that's like causing these same reactive patterns. Mm. Um, and it's actually more simple than people think. Um, I, I worked for over a decade in fitness, and so I learned a lot about the body and the way mm. the body moves and the mechanics of it. And so when I started doing this work with with emotions and going deeper into the unconscious and energy work, it made so much sense to me because the way our body moves is just a series of patterns that we've programmed. Mm. It's like we learned how to walk a certain way. We learned how to brush our teeth and those are all now unconscious. Some of us learned how to have good form doing a squat in the gym, but it happens over reps and reps and reps. And the way that we think, the way that we speak, the way that we feel, our emotional state is just a programmed conditioned pattern. Mm. And so all we have to do is we have to identify the pattern and that's what we help people do. And then we essentially just tweak their squat. Right. We just show them, okay, yeah, like knees out a little bit, hips back, like the, just these little cues. And we show them how to get into better alignment, emotional alignment, spiritual alignment, so that, um, and then they just take reps. They take reps of that. And eventually it becomes unconscious. Mm. So that's, that takes people from this conscious level of awareness, uh, uh, awareness of personal development, which is where a lot of people are. They're, they're like noticing something they're like, Oh, that's something I don't like. So I'm going to do this thing consciously, mm. but you, you always have to be aware of it. If that's, if that's like your, your method, yeah. um, you always have to be aware. And if you miss it, you're like, ah, I missed it. <laughs> um, and the research says that somewhere between, depending on which one you listen to only two to 20% of our waking life is consciously directed. Yes. 
So be, somewhere between 80 and 98%, I've seen a, a few different studies, is unconscious programming. Yeah. And so if we can if we can get into that and start like fine-tuning that, you don't have to like pretend to be someone else. You just are a, a better version of yourself. Totally, <laughs> totally. I think it's important to recognize um, that we are born, human beings are born with neuroplasticity. That gives us the ability to adapt to our environment. That's why we're so conditioned and programmed because it, it's an evolutionary benefit, really. Um, mm -hmm. But having said that, when we are conditioned or programmed in a certain culture or a certain society, when we grow, it is our responsibility to to go back and analyze, okay, are these patterns, are these conditions, are these programs working for me? And mm -hmm. like you said, a lot of them are are passed down generationally, so they're never even scrutinized over time. So mm -hmm. we could be we could have a lineage of this generational and it could be trauma. It could be something that's mm -hmm. deep within your genet genetic lines um, that is proliferating without anybody ever questioning it. So mm -hmm. there's there's so much power when you choose to take responsibility for your own unconscious. And then mm -hmm. going in there and like you said, um, analyzing and and bringing to light everything to be scrutinized. Okay. Is this still serving me? Is mm -hmm. it, is it inhibiting me? Is it empowering me? And the answers, you know, whatever they are, you can heal it. You can transmute it. You can get rid of it. You can reprogram it. And then, like you said, when you have a new belief or a new skill that, um, is working for you and is serving you, then you can relegate it to the unconscious mm -hmm. and, and just have it operating in the background, right? Which, which human run. beings are so powerful. This is how, yes. you know, incredibly powerful. And we've been convinced that we aren't, you know, that we're just mm -hmm. these individuals who lives don't mean anything. And that's mm -hmm. bullshit. And one of the bullshit. biggest, yeah, biggest lies that has ever been perpetrated. We are in extraordinary times and facing unprecedented challenges. Never in history have we been so connected yet so divided at the same time. Now more than ever, there is a fundamental need and desire for us to come together in community and collaboration to experience real and authentic connection with our fellow human beings, to be part of a tribe of people who are doing the challenging work of making sense of the world and their place in it, to have a safe space to be vulnerable and get the support we so desperately seek as we navigate the complexity of modern life. This is why I have created the Being Community, an exclusive online community for people who are doing the work of personal development, of awakening, of healing, of peeling back the layers of conditioning and unconscious programming and unleashing their full creative expression. This is for the people who have the courage to say yes to life and to becoming the best version of themselves for their own benefit and for the benefit of all. This private group offers all the functionality and benefits of a traditional Facebook group, but will be hosted away from social media and free from the watchful eyes of big tech. The group will feature live coaching calls, exclusive content and trainings, plus personalized guided meditations. At its essence, the being community is about coming together to co-create the future that we all want to live in. If this resonates with you, go to being-community.com for more information and to reserve your spot. That's being-community.com. Now, back to the show. So I, I wanted to ask you about, I, you know, in doing some research about you, I see that you do deep inner child work and emotional healing. Can you describe what that is and, and what that, why is it important? 
Yeah. Um, the, we've been talking a lot about patterns and conditioning and programming. And when it comes to our development as humans, most of that is done from the ages to zero, well, interwomb, but zero to seven. Totally. So seven years of age. And so by that time is when our adult brain starts to come online. We start to think logically. Mm. Um, and so a lot of this uh, unconscious programming is set by the time we're seven. Right. So what we do is we take people to... Uh, we use an example like, okay, what's showing up in your life that you're unhappy with? Okay, I, I show up this way in my relationship. I, I, I get mad. I get mad when my partner does this and I blow up and I mm. project on her and I don't want to do that. Okay, that's a pattern that's not serving someone. Right. And so rather than addressing it at, at the level of adult, which you already know it doesn't make sense. Most of the things that we know, like, and I'm talking about people that are, that are aware of their patterns. Right. They're like, I don't know why I do this. Like, it doesn't serve me. It always ends poorly. Going to the, to the freezer at 2 a.m. and eating a pint of ice cream doesn't serve me, but I keep doing it. Right. And so um, we say, rather than addressing it at the level of adult, which doesn't make sense, we take it back to where did this come from? Yes. Like, when did you start doing this? When's your first memory of this? And we focus primarily in that zero to seven range. And, and it's all a matter of what you learn from. We use mother and father as an example, but uh, religion and school and culture mm -hmm. all, all plays into it. But uh, it's like what you learned about yourself and what you learned about others in the world. So inside of self and outside of self. Mm. And, um, more often than not, it's such a simple event that happened that started this pattern. Yes. And when the energy kind of gets stuck, then the belief starts to set in. And then what the mind does is it seeks evidence to support it. So the belief gets stronger and you're mm. like, oh yeah, look, that's it. That's proof right there. And then it keeps getting stronger. And then it, it gets to this point. The, the term I use is that's just the way things are. Oh, yes. <laughs> Most people have like a, a million of, oh, that's yeah. just the way things are. That's yeah. just the way that I am. That's just the way that they are. That's just yeah. the way they are. And, and, and I, 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 I use this language shift to allow people to create some space there. And it's, it's not the way you are. It's what you learn to be. Mm. It's who you learned to be. Yes. And because you learned it, you can unlearn it and relearn something new. Yes. <laughs> but it's going to force you looking at the fact that you did learn it and yeah. you have responsibility for it. And that's the part you were saying is like, it's hard sometimes to yeah. look at your shit. It is. It's painful, <laughs> but so rewarding. So rewarding. So rewarding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I love what you brought up about language. And I read that in your bio too, about um, a certified language coach. So I'd, I'd love to mm -hmm. ask you about that because conscious language, the way we speak, we're literally casting spells with our, with our words, right? Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so what, what is certified language coach? What does that mean? Yeah. So I, I did it with a program called uh, Procabulary and Enlifted. It's a friend of mine named Mark England. I'll actually introduce you. He is right world-class language coach. He's been doing it almost his entire life. Awesome. And I've coached with him one-on-one -on -one and in group settings. And it's, it's, 
the foundation of his work is about identifying the limiting words that you're using. And he yes. breaks it down to things like soft talk, like sort of, kind of. Yes. Um, should. Yep, should. <laughs> and then also using negations, like what you don't want. Yes. And that's a big foundation of um, creating and manifesting your life is you have to communicate from a place of what you do want, not just from what you don't want. Yes. And that's how most people are living their life is just, I, oh, I don't want that. I don't know, yeah. not that, not that, not that. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah. And so, uh, I combine like the deeper levels of the emotional healing and the somatic and the energy work with the language work, which is the, our, our, our speech is our language of the mind and the emotions are the language of the body. So mm. I marry the two, we do the healing at the emotional level. And then when we're creating, in the new world, we have to use our words to create. That's like how we manifest and cast spells in this physical reality. Yes. And so it, it has to be both. If we're, if we're healing at the unconscious, like energetic level, but then we're still using this toxic language that's holding us back mm. and creating what we don't want, then we have to shift it there. And so it's, it's, it's a little bit of both. And that's more of like the integration part, which is when we're bringing this new healing into our lives and creating the new. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's, yes. it's both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love how you said that the emotions are the language of the body and, and the words are the language of the mind that, and having them in coherence is mm-hmm. super powerful because mm-hmm. like we mentioned earlier, I, we both lived in our mind when, when we were younger mm-hmm. and, and then cultivating that heart space and then creating the coherence, the connection between the two is when you become mm-hmm. super aligned and super powerful and super um, uh, powerful at manifesting what you actually want in the world for your yeah. own benefit and the benefit of everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I use this example at our retreats and Joe Dispenza talks about this is the, the heart mind coherence is just say one of your affirmations and you just say it from your mind. You're like, I am yeah. powerful. Yeah. And then you take a few deep breaths and you drop into your heart, you drop into your awareness in your heart, you feel it, and then you let it generate from your body up rather mm. than just from your mind. It's like, where are you speaking? When you speak from your body up and it generates it, and then you breathe it in, and there's like a mm. full body reverberation of that affirmation now. <laughs> yes. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> that's way different. <laughs> way different, way different. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Joe Dispenza's work as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he describes it, yeah, the way I remember it is you can have the the mind uh, affirmation, and that's the electric electrical signal, but you need the magnetism of the heart. Mm-hmm. And those two things mm-hmm. together create an electromagnetic signal that you broadcast that into the world. Nothing, it, it's science, it's law for that to be reflected uh-huh. back to you, right? Uh-huh. And that's how you manifest things in the world. And I love how Joe uh, and his work is is melding the sort of the, the heady science and the esoteric mm-hmm. woo-woo spiritual mm-hmm. woo-woo into something that is digestible for the common people. It's just so powerful, his work. I love it. So, yeah, thanks yeah. for reminding me about that. Mm-hmm. Um, on my last show, I had a, a man named Kevin Oros, and we talked a lot about masculinity and the masculine mm-hmm. archetypes in the world, and I believe that's part of your work as well. So I'd love to mm-hmm. ask you about what is toxic masculinity and as, as it relates to or in opposition to healthy masculinity? Great, great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I love jamming on. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, I think first off, I think even the term toxic masculine masculinity is 
uh, one of the many labels people use mm. to put things into a box so they don't actually have to look at them. Yes. I'll start there by <laughs> yeah. saying like, that is what most people are doing in our society is they're just creating labels, boxing it up, putting it on the shelf and just saying, that's that. Yes. But now it's on the shelf and we're not actually addressing it or looking at it. And so right. what, what I like to do is I like to unpack again, I'm language and I get to specifics. Okay. what specifically about your behavior? Are we calling task toxic mm. masculinity? Okay. That's mm. a pattern. Like, where did you learn that from? And so what most people are calling toxic masculinity usually boils down to one word. And I think it's the the inverse of it is what healthy masculinity is. It's okay. safety. It's, it's, it's unsafety with toxic and it's safety with healthy period. Mm. The masculine role is to create a safe container in this world. So in your relationships, in your business, in your families, and most, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say men, but we all have masculine and feminine energy, right? Um, most men are not taught how to even be safe in themselves. We're, we're always taught to be mind driven and outside of self. And so the dropping ourselves, our minds down into our hearts is where that safety is generated. Mm. And I, I teach three levels of safety. The first is you can't be a safe human if you're not safe in yourself period. Yeah. You can't bring safety to others. So I teach people how to create that in themselves again, by slowing down the system, breathing deeply and feeling that their safety even go inside. And then from there they can show up with other people. And then eventually they're just emanating safety from who, who yes. they are. Um, and, and if it, I always go through that filter of like, when I think about masculinity, is this safe or unsafe? And, um, is it coming from, from love or not love? Mm. And you can pretty much put any behavior or, or action into either the unhealthy expression or the healthy expression based on that one filter right there. Is this unsafe or safe? Mm. Um, now I, I have enormous compassion for all of the people in the world that have been deeply affected by the unhealthy masculine and the yep. thing, the, 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 the violence and the abuse and the trauma that has come as a result of going way too far in, in, in the masculine and not teaching healthy models of what holding that power really is. Mm. Most men do not have examples of healthy expression of power. They yes. just don't. Yeah. And it's, it's within all of us. And so what happens is, um, we're, we're oftentimes, uh, developed by putting us into a box. It's like, don't do this. Don't do that. Suppress this, suppress that. And everything gets pushed down. And for most people, men and women, it gets to the point where the top just blows and people just start responding and being triggered and snapping. And so the work that I do is not to avoid that fact that we all have power within us. Mm. It's to get in touch with it and mm. form a relationship. And, and like, that's some of the most fun work that I do is like cathartic releases where people are finally feeling like all of the energy that's always within them. Yes. And like actually feeling its full capacity so that then they can focus it. 
yes. and channel it rather than just letting it bleed out. And yeah, and that's how you get that's how you get people driven in purpose towards things of value and things in line with their heart is they first have to feel it all. Yes. And then bring it in <laughs> and get it aligned. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful. I'd, I'd love to do some sessions with you, dude. Cause I can just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're just so powerful the way you hold space and just, mm-hmm. and can facilitate. Yeah. I can feel it. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Incredible work. Um, yeah. So for me, the toxic masculinity, um, has been, you know, the perpetrator of most of the the injustice we see in the world, like this mm-hmm. this um, abusive power, this ego driven, mm-hmm. profit at all costs, competitive nature, um, has been taken to the nth degree, and our capitalist society rewards mm-hmm. it because we're in competition. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm if I'm not outperforming you, you're going to take my scarce resources, and so mm-hmm. there's constantly this competition. And so that has been a genesis of toxic masculinity and proliferated mm-hmm. it so deeply where we're seeing, you know, environmental levels at catastrophic, you know, we're on the precipice of ruining the planet um, mm-hmm. because of, of that toxic masculinity. Um, and so the work that you're doing in reconnecting and refocusing that power um, because it's not, it, it, I think toxic masculinity, that term has been weaponized to mm-hmm. e- emasculate men, to take Absolutely. them down and take them out of their power, which is not what we want to do. Like you need. said, we need embodied focused power, holding space. Um, and because there's a lot of, uh, benefit to the masculine energy of, you know, strategy, direction, power, coordinating, you know, all the mm-hmm. beautiful things, holding space, um, for like the more feminine flowing, uh, creative, expansive energy to blossom. Right. And this is true of partnerships. It's true of children. It's true of in business, in every situation, those two polarities working in unison is what creates a whole world. And we're too far in the direction way of far. way too far. And so, and so the, and I just want to finish by saying the solution mm-hmm. isn't knocking down the masculine. It isn't nope. vilifying the masculine. It's supporting it and being healed in order to become into wholeness and focus that power in a holistic transformational, healthy way. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and the, the thing I, I wanted to say, as you're saying all that is if you're listening to this and either you're falling under the category of you're showing up in a way that feels like unhealthy masculine, or you have someone in your life Mm. that what I wanted to say was it takes a lot of courage to hold that person and support them rather than blaming them. Blaming is the easiest thing that we can do. And it's the least supportive. It is not Mm. that individual's fault. Yes, they may have made mistakes and done things that hurt other people, but it's not their fucking fault. They just played out a story. And if we keep telling them it's their fault, it's not, I'm not saying to absolve the fact that they have responsibilities. Everyone has responsibility for their actions, period. And being where we are right now as a human, if if rather than being supported through my healing, if, if I just had people around me just blaming me and belittling me and emasculating me for all the mistakes that I made in my life, I would not mm. be the man I am today and be able to support people in their journeys. I would be contracting even more and more and more angry and more frustrated. And unfortunately, that's what's yes. happening with most people is we're just going around blaming people for their mistakes. 
And what happens is when we blame people, mm-hmm. we're attacking them. And everyone's natural defense yeah. is to put up defenses yeah. when we're, we are attacked. And so we're all just walking around with, with these walls put up and these masks on and creating more distance between each other because nobody feels safe to just say, like, yeah, it's okay. Like, yeah, it's okay. You can, you can speak into that here. And then on the other side, having the courage to say, I fucked up and I actually feel safe to yes. say that in this environment right now. Cause I don't yes. feel like I'm going to be judged or shamed or guilted about it. And like, I want to move forward from this, but I've never even been able to speak it because no one has made me feel safe to do so. If I spoke this mistake, I would feel like I would just get, mm. get judged by everyone around me. And so it's both in the creating the safe container and then also having the courage to step mm. into it when it shows up. And it's, it's both yes. of them. It's the masculine and the feminine. The, the masculine is that safe container. And the feminine is the opening and expressing when it, when it arrives. And so it happens in the dance together. Um, and so no matter what role you are playing in your relationships, like you can always play both. You can always be the one that steps forward and is more vulnerable first. And you can always be the mm. one that holds the container and allows someone to just completely let it all go and just hold mm. that for them without judgment, without yes. uh, shame. Both of those are incredibly mm. valuable leadership. Absolutely. And I, I love what you said about, um, uh, Oh man, it's just, it's escaping me right now, but uh, there's so much, so much wisdom in the, Oh, taking responsibility. That's what I wanted to say. It's not your fault, yeah. but, and you need to take responsibility, not, but and. that's another conscious language thing. It's, exactly. it's, it's, it's both, it's yep, both and it right. It's not, but, <laughs> um, so yeah, super powerful mm-hmm. and, you know, masculinity mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. being embodied being in your heart and, and being vulnerable again, has been vilified. It's, it's a, it's in our culture. It's a sign mm-hmm. of weakness. If you show your emotions in business, in relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think that is fundamentally wrong. And in fact, I believe now if you are a man mm-hmm. or a human being for that matter, and you're not not in touch with your emotions, you're not emotionally aware, you are at a distinct disadvantage in the world on every level, right? And so, oh, yes. yeah. I'm glad you said yeah, that. I believe totally. the same thing. And I, I lived yeah. in that, that masculine business and it was just like, <laughs> it was just all this like game and yeah. it was like felt gross and totally shut down. And I, I started noticing this thing and it came uh, like mm. with trust is like, you're not going to be trusted yes, if people right. can't feel you. Like you, they're not going to fucking yes. trust you as far as they can throw you. You may be able to like survive right. the world of business staying in your mind, mm, but you're not going to thrive. Yes. And that's exactly these practices that we need to be doing to usher in a new paradigm, to change those old patterns and to and fundamentally change the world. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a good place to go is if people are listening and they're, they're like, okay, I'm identifying with what they're saying. What are some first steps that they can take? What are some practical tools that they can implement like right now in order to start making a change? Um, amazing question. The, the first perspective I give people is always look at yourself first. It's so (laughs) fucking easy to see what everyone else is doing. (laughs) I still joke about all the time. Like, yeah, Yeah, it's fucking easy to see it in them. (laughs) So really take, um, I I call it just radical responsibility 
for, for your thoughts, your words, your actions, your behaviors. Take radical responsibility. And even when it looks like it's 99% them and 1% you, can you still say, yes. okay, what's the 1%? What can I learn from this? What is within me? Yeah. That what needs is my to be role in this situation? Here? Yes, totally. Exactly. Exactly. So that, that's the first perspective I would say is always look at self first. At the end of the day, it's the only thing you're ever going to be able to change. <laughs> but it's also where, it's also where all your power from is, a, you know? Yeah. So exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so you, you look within first. Um, and yeah, the, the second perspective I would say people hold is first, first self. And then the second is where can I start saying mm. thank you for this? Whatever's happening in your life so that the gift or the opportunity mm, can show itself. Yes. And that, 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 that is the conversation of acceptance. So it's like, okay, am I rejecting this thing that's happening or judging it? Or like, I don't want this to be the case. Mm. Or can I say thank you? Thank you for this person coming into my life that triggers me. Thank mm. you for this event that happened to me. Thank you for this fucking illness in my body because yes. it's showing me something. And the more you can say thank you for the things that are happening that appear to be to you, but really, if you start yes. saying thank you, they're Love for it. you. Life is not happening to you. It's happening for <laughs> you. That is such a powerful, fundamental yeah. mindset shift. Great one, dude. And, and I yeah. affirm it with my words. When, when something happens and I, <laughs> I like fucking yeah. spill coffee, yes. I'm like, thank you. That was my reminder to slow down. I did this morning on the way to yoga. I was like, I was like, wow, I'm running around carrying five things. And I spilled coffee all over the place. And I was like, ah, silly. I was like, thank you. I'm not in a rush. I'm going to yoga. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. That was actually um, one of the biggest things when I, yeah. when I was telling you about moving from the city down to the jungle is noticing how reactive I was. Like exactly like that, you know, spill your mm. coffee or I got a flat tire. It's like fucking like so angry about mm. it. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. slow down, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it just spirals too. It spirals. You yeah, get angry yeah, yeah. and then something else happens. Yeah. You get more angry. Once, like, you start, ah! once you start noticing it and you become the witness of your own shit, it's like, oh my God, I'm getting upset over uh -huh. nothing. You know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, so the, the, the path that I take for myself that works for me and I encourage people to try it on, see if it works is, is I get as silly as possible when that shit happens. Like I try to take myself yeah. so lightly. I'm like, look at me like doing this <laughs> fucking thing again. Like, and I just, yeah. I just laugh at myself. And then that allows me yeah. to separate from it rather than like, yeah. ah, this is just, ah, this frustration. Um, and so I just get really silly. I'm like, oh, look at me just fucking spilled <laughs> coffee everywhere again. Like, uh, just dump it all over my head. Um, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that that's that's the practical is is the look itself is to start mm -hmm. saying thank you for the things that are happening, and then when the things happen, like we said before, is is the slowing down, the breathing, um, the the practices that are most supportive of me are anything that gets me to slow down and get me mm. out of my head into my body. So for me personally, I do either yoga or Qigong mm. or Tai Chi every day. Uh, it's, it's, it's a movement breath meditation yeah. for me, no matter which one. 
Um, some people it's dance, uh, some people it's, it's other movement activities, but find something that you'll do consistently, even just 10 minutes a day that gets you out mm-hmm. of your head and into your body and just, just allows you to pause and reset. Um, and I, I also am a fan of, of, I'm consciously reframing the language around breath work. Ah, I love it. I love play. it. Because like, it's not work. We're always doing <laughs> yeah. it. Have fun with it. Like, yeah. like have a breath right now yes. and just have another breath. And so um, that's one of my tools that I use all the time is breath. And just have some fun with your breath and, and realize that it's, it's a tool to either make you more mm. stressed or less stressed. When we're breathing fast and shallow and high, we're just stimulating our adrenal system to be like, hey, we're in panic mode. When we breathe low and slow and deep, we're telling yes. our body, hey, we're safe. Yes. We can chill the fuck out now. And then guess what totally. happens? You chill the fuck out. There's nothing more <laughs> powerful than cultivating a relationship <laughs> with your breath. And it's available to everyone, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that that it's free. it's free, which could <laughs> potentially be like a world-changing uh, mindset shift. If mm-hmm. everybody would begin to start cultivating a relationship with your breath. Um, and like you said, it is incredibly powerful at changing your physiology, changing your mindset, changing your emotional mm-hmm. state in a conscious way. So you're not living from those unconscious patterns, mm-hmm. unbelievably powerful and breath play. I love that. I love that reframe i'm totally gonna steal that from you <laughs> hell yeah please please i'm, I'm like i wanted to let you on let's I'm get like, that yeah, it's, not work. it's not work it's not work it's not work um yeah. awesome so we talked about earlier um success and how we defined it uh you know growing up with our s- social conditioning i'd want to ask you what how has your definition of success changed what is it now compared to what it used to be Yeah, uh, my model of success as I was growing up um, was definitely yeah. material and financial. Um, the larger the number in the bank account, the more things you had, the more successful yeah. you were in other model. people's eyes. <laughs> it's the standard model. And a lot of people in our country are living it. And, and one thing that, uh, this is a side note, but um, I just like to give people, if you, if you haven't had the experience of traveling to mm. places where it's not the model, yeah, go do it. Because what I started to learn, and it, it was happening for me before I knew it was happening, but as I was traveling to South America and Central America and places that were just mm. much slower and much in tune with nature, much more in tune with the feminine, they were way <laughs> fucking happier than every person that I knew. <laughs> But they didn't even know how much money they had. They had everything they needed and more. And like it was, that wasn't even a conversation. And I started noticing that. And then I realized that the model that I was using was just Mm. one model. And so I just started trying on the other one for size. Um, I always think about like these beliefs as like you're in a changing room. You're just putting on a shirt. Yeah. Hey, how does this one feel on yeah. me? Oh, this feels <laughs> fucking great. I look great. I'm going to, I'm going to keep wearing this shirt. One day I may be take it off and change it, but like, I fucking love this shirt awesome. today. Uh, so, so yeah, I just started testing out this new model of success, which is what I live by today, which is living on purpose intentionally and being fulfilled mm. with my life. So in, intentional, purposeful, and fulfilled. And, and that leads to love, joy, happiness, um, mm. and connection. And abundance and financial abundance. And, and, yeah. 
and abundance. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because I am much more financially abundant today than I was when I was there working 80, 100 right. hour work weeks. <laughs> I fucking love every moment of my life. And I'm like, what? I, I was going down this, like, you yeah. have to suffer to be successful. And yeah. I got the suffering, but <laughs> I didn't get the <laughs> And so, so yeah, my model now is, is, is fulfillment, abundance, love, joy, connection, purpose. And, um, I think about it as a lot of people talk mm. about like, what's my purpose like out there, out there, like yes. what's this thing down the road yes. that I'm working towards. I really started shifting that for myself a few years ago. And now I think of it mm. as a moments game. So in this one moment right now, what's the most intentional purposeful thing? What is mm. on purpose for me right now? And if you do that, you don't actually have to worry mm. about anything in the future. If you're doing the things right now in this moment that are in alignment, that are in integrity, and you're just like, yeah, this is the most purposeful thing I could do right now. And sometimes that's just <laughs> fucking laying on the couch. Sometimes that's going out and playing. Sometimes that's just like being, yeah. like, it could be anything. But as long as it's intentional and on purpose, you're going to be winning mm. at the game called your life. And so, and, and what, what'll happen is it happens to be all the time. I'm not fucking enlightened Buddha. I'll be out, I'll be unconscious and I'll be doing something. Yes. And I'll realize it in the moment. I'm like, oh, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just yes. playing out the script again. I'm just acting unconsciously. But guess what? Rather than shaming myself for all that unconscious, I just say, okay, it's a moment's game. Now I have this moment yes. right now and I get to choose. Yes. I get to choose again yes. and again and again. And and how again. quickly, how quickly we can recognize we're acting unconsciously. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's mm -hmm. uh, cultivating the self-awareness and becoming the witness of yourself to, you know, that's how you improve that skill. Beautiful, yeah. man. I love that. And it, what resonated mm -hmm. for me is, you know, being a city boy growing up in that culture and then coming to Costa Rica and seeing how these people live like with some of the most happy, fulfilled people on the planet. And they have, you know, some of them live yeah. in, huts by the river that have mud floor, but they're perfectly fulfilled, mm -hmm. you know? And they, the motto is mm -hmm. Pura Vida, which is Pura Vida. It's just pure life, pure mm -hmm. presence, gratitude pure for what is. And that has taken me a long time to really embody and understand, but uh, what a game changer it is when you come from that purposeful, intentional place with gratitude. And then, like you said, when you operate from and you move through... Uh, into life from that perspective, everything seems to line up for you. It, uh, you know, things that you need or you desire seem to come into your existence that will serve that purpose because you are in full alignment. And that's when everything just starts to flow in your life. And there's no more hustle. There's no more stress. There's no more playing the game, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, all of that energy disappears and you can focus it into being purposeful and intentional. Yeah. yeah beautiful, man. Mm hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I, I was um, I was thinking about this, and, and and the me a few years ago would have like even the consideration of like living in the jungle of Costa Rica would have been right? like that's fucking silly. Yeah. Like, how would you get anything done? How would you be successful? <laughs> and so, so same same thing with like the trying trying the shirts on in the dressing room is like you don't have to buy the right. whole package of someone's life. Try on a piece of it. So for me, and this is the practical advice. I started with, I was like, what if I just took an afternoon off? I didn't actually like make plans. I just took the afternoon yes. off and did what I wanted. 
And then that led, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> it was, the, it, I was working 80, a hundred hours a week. And I just took the afternoon off and, and like, lo and behold, not only did things not yes. get worse, they got better in my business. I like released some imaginary control. I felt better when I came to work the next day and I was more lit up and I was more creative. Then I just started taking a vacation yes. for myself. Oh my God. And then I started like having a morning routine. And so just like try these things on. And I like to, I like to say like copying in school is told it's like, that's wrong and bad, but like in life, like yeah. copy people, people that like you admire, you don't have to take their whole life, but like a characteristic, like I, I have models for the father I want to be. I have models for the businessman that I want to be. I have models mm. for the partner that I want to be. Right. And they're not all the same person. And so I look at them and I'm like, okay, how are they behaving in this situation? They're my model mm. for partnership, say. And like, oh, I love how they do this with their partner when they see them or whatever. And so I'm like just taking that as like a, mm. a line in the script. I'm like, let me try that on and see how that works for me. And so I just, I copy from the best. I'm like, who's the best at this? Who's the best at that? I'm like, yeah, let me it. try that on. Yes, <laughs> let me try I that love shirt it. on. Oh, man. Chris Marhefka, thank you so much for today, man. And specifically, I want to honor you just for being so transparent and authentic and real, sharing about what your struggles have been and how you made changes. That's so uh, empowering for people that might be listening that might have been in the same position you were in. That's one of my primary goals with this podcast is to offer practical advice, what people can do right now to make a shift in their life if they're looking to. So thank you for showing up the way you have, brother. I have one more question before I let you go. If you were to take all mm -hmm. of your experiences, all the wisdom gained and distill it down into one message or one sentence, what would it be? Slow down and enjoy this moment right now. Yeah. Aho, brother. <laughs> Chris Aho. Marhefka, thank you so much. Do you want to let people know where they can find you online? Absolutely. Uh, so chrismarhefka.com. Yeah. I'm sure we'll spell in the show notes. Um, and then, uh, that has everything that I'm working on from my men's retreats. Um, I, would run some couples retreats and then my training camp for the soul program, which is, um, training camp awesome. for the soul .com. Yeah. And then of course on, on Instagram is at Chris Marhefka. That's where I do a bunch of funny and silly stories and some good, good gold nuggets <laughs> on there occasionally as well. But Follow me on there. And, Excellent. Uh, Brother, yeah. so great to Thank drop you. in with you. Thank you for sharing your magic and your passion and your wisdom. Uh, we'll talk to you real soon, man. Pura Thank vida. you so much, Patrick. <laughs> hey, everyone. Vida. Thanks for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, please do subscribe, rate, and review. For more information and show notes, head on over to being-podcast.com. We'll see you next time. And remember, live your Woo! peace.